0: This episode of The Cutting Room is sponsored by Grass Valley's EDIUS 6. Check out the new EDIUS 6 at www.grassvalley.com. This episode is also brought to you by Blackmagic Design. The world's most advanced color correction tool for Mac just got more powerful. DaVinci Resolve 8 from Blackmagic Design. With XML import, export, multi-layer timelines, curve grading, noise reduction, stabilization, 3D alignment, OpenCL, and more. DaVinci Resolve 8 is available for $995. Current users can download the update for free. And try DaVinci Resolve Lite, a reduced featured version that's still packed with power. Visit www.blackmagic-design.com
1: What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing?
0: I'm your host, Gordon Burkell, and in this episode, we're going to be focusing on Matt Cahill's interview. Uh, He's a post-superhero in Toronto and if you remember from the last interview I wasn't planning on putting this in the podcast. It was actually just being used for an article I'm doing for Focal Press and then I liked the information so I thought I'd put it up for everyone to share and so I put it up. However the audio quality isn't the greatest.
1: But the information is awesome.
0: Yes so I'm your host Gordon Merkel. Please enjoy this interview with Matt Cahill. With the new uh, with all the like I know it's kind of some of it's going to the wayside now um, how do you mean? well I mean like uh, I think there's a lot of <coughs> producers now who are a little nervous because the last couple 3D films haven't done well but of course they've been lower quality or trans- transitions um, like where they transferred it post
2: sure um, well we're kind of coming out of a, we're coming out of the first wave of, of the newer generation of, of 3D films and that first wave was certainly diluted, uh, diluted uh, with post converted three D, and not even n- not so much. That that is less the the issue than the fact that it was rushed. Um, I think James Cameron uh, sort of became more vocal uh, about post converted three D, and I think what we're seeing now is it's less about <clears throat> it's less about post-converted 3d and more about what you know what makes a good 3d movie it's we're sort of starting from square one again which isn't a bad thing because I think avatar was a proof of concept can you do a big 3d film and do it well and, and have it all kind of work the 3d I think everyone agreed was uh, very tastefully done and it was thoughtful and mindful of the technology and of how willing the audience is to have stuff, you know, yeah. oh, in, yeah. the, in, in the negative parallax. Um, and I think um, we're in a new, we're in sort of the second wave and I think what we're finding out is, you know, what what kind of films work best in three D, and, and and which ones are kind of a waste of time? And, and
0: have you noticed, with uh, or I guess it picked up anything? What what kind of movies are you seeing work with that?
2: I think the best example I have seen. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll name a, a couple of examples. Um, up till up till recent, I wasn't. <clears throat> I wasn't. Aesthetically, sold on what you could do with 3D, which wasn't, which which couldn't be divided by the ping pong guy in House mm-hmm. of Wax, you yeah. know, because that for that for me has always been, you know, ultimately that's what filmmakers have been doing with yeah, 3D, yeah. It's Thro- like throwing, throwing, at throwing exactly, out throwing stuff at the audience, and so <clears throat> I just to name two off the top of my head. Uh, the the U2 uh, live concert done in South America and apparently it was done like four years ago or so. Yeah. We Before we started shooting Kobu, we had a private screening of a few clips and it was a stunning, stunning use of 3D. Very aware, um, wonderful use of depth. I mean, imagine a, a dark, open um stadium and the band is is you know 300 feet away and you've got thousands of people jumping up and down between you and the camera and the stage it's a stunning stunning use of 3d and i think everyone was blown away by it. it it and it suddenly you started thinking of applications and that's what i think any good uh sort of breakthrough uh, application of technology does is that it makes you think of other applications. The other example was uh, I saw recently during the recent 3D symposium at TIFF was the uh, Hubble, uh, th- Hubble 3D. As an example of 3D, yeah. it's, it's, again, uh, stunning. And, yeah, not a lot of stuff moving. The, the, best, the best examples of 3D, they look like stills. Um, because it's shot from the the cargo bay of, of the yeah. shuttle. Yeah at the at the uh, satellite as they're working on it But it's just the again the the, the awesomeness of the depth, you know um, So things like the
0: U-2, like did the crowd, did they bring it into the negative space so like the crowd came out at you or did they put it back more? They,
2: they um, yeah, I suppose so I, I it's funny whenever you screen um, 3D with a bunch of 3d people all these red laser pointers come out because that's what they use to sort of uh, figure out the depth and, and where the convergence is I can't remember but um, it was uh, one one particularly stunning piece and it was it was actually uh, good editing more than anything <clears throat> it was a transition between uh, the band and these uh, sort of uh, Broadway light bulbs so to speak on black and to have just, so you're, you're sort of transitioning between uh, live action and, and those lights and suddenly you realize my god those, those lights on black sort of just stick out the screen yeah. and, and, and it's just a it's such a simple idea, such a simple sort of uh, photographic uh, gesture yet in 3D it's like wow like no one's—that's the thing—is like there's still it's still the wild west in terms of what you can do and, and what people have and haven't achieved yet. Well, I, I think for one thing, somebody needs to make art, <laughs> uh, and that's the thing—is like we can all we can all exactly exactly. That's the thing. I mean, Hubble was good. It was, and we've I think we're getting around the corner where we don't have to keep proving that we can do good 3D and, and, and do sort of a mindful 3D, uh, but I think we have to start putting out, we, we need another avatar, and, and by that I mean another milestone, except it can't just be a technological milestone, it has to be an aesthetic milestone, it has to be a, uh, something, uh, for lack of a better word, artistic. You know, I'd love to see, for example, someone <clears throat> like a visualist, like Wong Karwai yeah. do a 3D film. Stunning. Well, exactly, yeah. because he's all about transitions and color and, and things bleeding seamlessly into other things. Uh, I'd like to see what he does with that kind of format. I heard that Vim Vendor's, um film on flamenco dancing is stunning as well. I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, now,
0: do you see... When you worked with the editors or the post-team, did you see a lot of shifting of the the parallax, like, uh, in shots,
2: or was it... Um, you mean as the, as... As the shots sort of uh, evolving, I guess, to use a term. Well, there's, I'll I'll speak to that. Um, There's, there is, I think, and you're going to find this in, particularly in any kind of, well, any environment where there's... Um, a lot of money on the line, you're going to have two producers on a 3D film. One who understands the technology and understands that it's no good if people walk out of the theater with their eyes bleeding, (laughs) and the other producer who's worried about the box office and Mm -hmm. worried about, you know, selling the film, rightfully, um, who wants more stuff thrown at the audience. Mm -hmm. And, And so to answer your question, Uh, there there were there were a number of discussions about how far can we uh, play with convergence how how far can we push the negative parallax and that depends on a shot-by-shot basis Um, it's you know that's I guess I suppose that's one of the handy things about doing convergence on set as opposed to doing it in post, is that you can at least uh, go back to the lab and tool around with the convergence sooner than, you know, after the shoot.
0: So if, if so you can do it on set with the two cameras, you can do it in post, but you find a
2: better on set if it's done? Or? Well, it, it's I'll avoid getting into whether it's better or not, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it probably handier. There's probably less surprises uh, down the road. Um, it's probably also uh, easier to budget someone doing that on set than someone doing that in post. Um, but, you know, it's, again, it's the Wild West and it's...
0: And I guess in post because any of the editors I've talked to I'll be like, okay, so what'd you do with this for 3D? And they'll be like, well, actually,
2: I cut in 2D and then I hit it off to the people mm-hmm. and they did it. You know,
0: it's oh God, a lot sure of 30. editors
2: 30. <laughs> depends on the editor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, Andrew I, Kutz have, would cut, cut like, in 2D and, and use then, use then he would internet. he would screen the oh uh, the scene or whatever the sequence <laughs> in 3D. So there was always he he always went back uh, because obviously it, it's it's. You have to cut, being mindful of the 3D experience because you can't cut, you, what you can't do is cut a 2D film and then assume that it's going to work in 3D because you can't jump from long shots to close ups like you can in a, in a regular 2D movie. Um, That's going to be very hard on the eyes if you do that in 3D. So it's just like the depth? Exactly, exactly. uh, The audience's eyes are constantly adjusting. Um, That's why it's always best to do a subtle 3D effect and keep the the more stunning um, in-your-face stuff for sort of built-up moments so that you're not literally making people strain their eyes literally yeah, and, yeah, like, and and that's you can actually like yeah so j- typically you'll find that editors will cut in 2d and then review in 3d i
0: guess when you were cutting something like like uh Soul 3 can you give me a sense of the process like i know you said you're not huge into the technical sure
2: setting. well it, it's the one thing i mean the one thing uh that is synonymous technolog- technologically with, with 3D is that it's tapeless, mm-hmm. so it's all digital. Um, no one's ever gonna shoot 3D on film again. Um, it's just not practical. So uh, you to talk about 3D uh, workflows, to talk about tapeless or digital workflow, and so it, it's, in other words, the data comes to the lab, uh, and the lab is is under uh, the gun to work with whatever format they're shooting, and provide it in whatever uh, resolution. Typically, it's Avid. There, there aren't, I wouldn't say there are as many effective Final Cut Pro solutions for 3D than yeah, there are Avid. Um, and basically, it's uh, there's a choice. You can either uh, cut side by, you can either get it side by side. Or interleaved. Okay. Um, the problem with interleaved is that if you want to do any offline uh, effects, special effects, you essentially break the 3D on the shot and you have to go into like After Effects and use uh, Dashwood's uh, software yeah. to rebuild it in 3D again. So side by side, from an assistant editor's point of view, uh, I think is preferred. Um, But, you know, sometimes that doesn't. Sometimes just because of the workflow, sometimes just because of, you know, the type of of, uh, camera they're using combined with the resolution, combined with the file format, sometimes um, creating side by side creates a delay uh, for the dailies. It, It just depends on who your front end post facility is. Yeah. You know, but, but typically, once editorial gets the footage, they treat it more or less like any other footage. It's just that they have twice the, the amount. Yeah. Um, and they uh, obviously have to be very mindful when it comes to pulling lists, yeah. you know, because there's one for each eye.
0: Now, uh, with your new, you're doing a show, like a TV yeah. show, like your new project?
2: My project actually is a feature. Okay. It's an American-Korean uh, co-production uh, that just wrapped. Uh, principal they're doing some establishing shots in New York and uh, New Orleans so it's a dance movie mm-hmm. um, so obviously the camera rigs for that have to be portable um, the difference between kobo 3d and saw 3d is that uh, both both uh, shows used rigs supplied by a 3D camera company which is Bill White's company yeah. however the cameras themselves are different I think I mean yes the the, the, the kryptonite of, of 3D is the, the, the edge of the frame mm-hmm. and that's the hardest part about shooting 3D Is for example if you have if you have somebody juggling chainsaws mm-hmm. okay that's all great, and that could look totally awesome if you light it well, and if you set your convergence, mm-hmm. say, where the person is, and so that the chainsaws are in the negative yes. parallax, the problem is is that if those chainsaws start, start going out of frame, mm-hmm. then the the dimensionality is broken.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: that, I think, is, is probably, uh, getting back to your question, uh, a concave uh, sort of screen, uh, would help, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately, I think it starts with how it's shot. Yeah.
0: So that was my interview with Mac Cahill. Yes. And Lauren. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you in the last episode about Tej doing a IO Safe test. What is that? Well, IO Safes called Tej, and they have. What? Are, who are they? Well, they make hard drives, and they encase them in well, basically these enclosures that you can. They can guarantee you can light them on fire or mm. submerge them in 72 feet of water. <gasps>
1: That's so fun.
0: They gave one to Tej and told him to go ahead and try and...
1: <gasps> really?
0: Break it or burn it.
1: Oh, I've got to go, I've got to go to his house.
0: Yeah, well we tried to get the fire department to let us light it on fire legally and it's actually a lot harder to get a permit to do that than we expected.
1: Why can't you just put in your fireplace and try it?
0: Um, well we don't know what's gonna happen
1: or what's gonna come out of it and
0: it's kind of a safety
1: I would like to take it to a public pool throw it off the high diving board uh,
0: see, so Taze just submerged it in water for 72 hours
1: but it's 72 feet isn't it?
0: yeah, 72 feet, Or yeah, well he left it in the water for three days <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why, did, why did he do that? Uh, I don't know that's yeah. exciting so we actually put that video up and you can get that on our YouTube channel so youtube.com Mm-hmm. slash aotg.com so dot is d-o-t spelled yep. out so a-o-t-g-d-o-t-c-o-n got it and check that out yeah it's our latest video cool and of course Nina's been posting her videos on there yeah and they've been getting some pretty good traction a couple hundred people here and there
1: okay I have something to talk to you about Gord yes are you ready huh? I could bring anything your way
0: I have a feeling I know what you're bringing my way what do you think Movember.
1: Maybe. Where are those freaking pictures?
0: I well I told you we have to hit three hundred dollars. We're only at one hundred and fifty. No, you
1: said you would show pictures of your mustache, but you did not I just put pull. one up today.
0: Okay, good. It's and an they're on the site mustache.
1: so where where can you where, where
0: do people AOTG. go to?
1: And but if they went to the main page, is there a link there? Yep,
0: there's a link on the main page.
1: And we're trying to raise money people. Good cause prostate cancer and such.
0: Yes. And I really think you should raise the $300 because um, I look pretty ridiculous. Pretty
1: awesome because not only do we have a red mustache going, we also have not cutting his hair or sideburns.
0: Yes, I decided that if I'm going to grow a mustache, I might as well look like a 70s cop.
1: I went out for breakfast with him yesterday. It was embarrassing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, you know what's the worst? Is he also when has
1: to go to a child's um, birthday party in, at the very beginning of December, potentially before he has a chance to shave everything off. And he is going to look like a predator.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Sorry, Tej.
0: <laughs> well, the, uh, the thing is... For the first week or so, you, you know it's there because you can feel it, but now I'm forgetting that it's there, and I go and do stuff, and we have a little puppy. Yes, we do. And he's very active right now. He's very active, yet he's scared of other dogs, Yes. and so we've been trying to get him incorporated with or playful with other dogs, and the other day, I was in the elevator holding him, and this girl came up to me, and she's like, oh, is that a Morkey?" And I said, why, yes, it is. She said, I have a Morkey." I said, oh, no way. Our dog should have a playdate. date. And then I was talking to her and I tried to give her a number. Now, here's maybe, the thing. Maybe
1: a little too enthusiastic, Gordon.
0: Maybe a little too enthusiastic. But here's the thing. Last time I said, oh, that's lovely. Then told Lauren about it. Yes. At which point, Lauren got mad at me for not getting the number. Yes. So that our dog could have a play Always
1: date. Always get the girls digits, Gord. Yes.
0: Well, she took them and... Uh, we will never see. I don't think from we're ever going to see her again because it was She's, probably pretty creepy. Because then I walked she'll out. She'll only and I was like, be using oh, yeah, the I've maintenance got a elevators really now. Gross mustache and yep. sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you're super eager to have your dog.
0: And I'm really that super looks eager. like
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> play with our dog. Yes. Um, and yes, Gord definitely looks like Buster. So, no, we don't. oh my God, Pe- uh, people that don't really know Gord and see his picture and see Buster's picture are like, wow, they look like. <laughs> Um, from a different species yeah pretty much so yeah go check out the pictures it's ridiculous um, make it worth my while to have a husband with a ridiculous mustache
0: yeah especially Lord really wants my photo online
1: well and especially when it's going to be our 20 our 20th our first wedding anniversary on the 20th which is sunday and he's gonna be all mustachioed i might as well ri- wear like a a polyester wrap dress and
0: the other thing if you are growing a mustache for this event i'm not we've decided to open up our team so anyone can join our team awesome so if you want to join the aotg team
1: yeah maybe you're already doing it but you hadn't actually joined a team Um, you just decided to join in on the fun but not fundraising but you could totally join in with the fundraising and um and the fun double the fun double the pleasure yeah so just search, gum.
0: search the movember site for aotg mm-hmm. and our group will show up and you can join we have about four people in total five people mm-hmm. so with that said lauren i think we have another four word film review
1: okay so we have another four word film review so the first clue was good pill hunting the second one was immunology frustration swells coffers and This week's is Kate Hapless in Minneapolis. Ooh, that rhymed. Um, So that is Good Pill Hunting, Immunology, Frustration, Swallows, Coffers, and Kate Hapless in Minneapolis. So if you think you know what that is... We have a new email
0: address slash website section.
1: And if you'd like to get um, one of our lovely t-shirts, then uh, contact us at info at aotg.com or on Twitter, at Art or on Facebook, facebook.com slash artguillotine.
0: Or check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash aotg.com, and dot
1: Yeah. C O M. And maybe you wanna post um, a reply to a video you see on there. You could do that. Yeah. It'd be totally awesome.
0: All right, so with that, I'd like to thank Matt Cahill, I'd like to thank Paul Day of the Canadian Cinema Editors,
1: Who's doing the live event. Who's
0: doing the live event uh, Has next Has it already week.
1: happened or is it?
0: Tuesday. I'd like to thank Lauren Woodcock.
1: Thank you, Burkell.
0: I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.